Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of the Long Run Podcast is sponsored by Sketches. Welcome to this week's award-winning, I feel like we need to say that every single time now, award-winning long-run show, live stream and podcast brought to you by the incredible 40 Runs Running Community team and of course our sponsors, Sketchers. So feel free to check out all of their latest trainers and gear guys, sketchers.co.uk and you can find out where you can grab your latest kicks and snicks for your next upcoming race. But yes, welcome I've guys. I've an interesting story about it. This lady came up to me, evening everybody. Came up to me at a uh, park run I did. She was so happy, like almost fell over to show me her sketches. <laughs> Brilliant. What so one day? What ones? Oh, what? The Max Row Fives. Like, um, Go on, the girl. You know, admin's ones, the grey and uh, pink ones. Uh, she, she absolutely, the, the lady loved them. So it was it was phenomenal. So yeah, to the lady in the sketches that absolutely loved them. Wonder if you're listening tonight. But yes, guys, welcome. We're back. It's been a crazy week, I think. Crazy week, yeah. Also got another crazy weekend coming up. So before we get into it, let's just kick off where we're at. Chris, how are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I would sort of underplay, you know, the fact that I've now got my third star um, on the T-shirt major trail. I didn't want to obviously rub it into some people's toe. Um, but yeah, so we're making progress on that front, uh, you know. Just move it a little How bit was the nice. race? Yeah, if you if you're listening to this on your podcast, welcome. By the way, as if you're listening to this as you're running along, but we've hit the third star on the t-shirt major. Um, I'm in my Boston finishers top. Is it a finishers top? No, it's just a Boston top. No, you don't um, deserve the finishers top. Right, so. you don't just rub it in. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, so I've got my third star on the t-shirt uh, world majors, um, and I, I'm feeling good. And I just want to say evening to everybody who's already in the chat. If you are listening to this or watching this even live, uh, Tobe's going to put a link in. And if you're on Facebook, then you can do some stuff on there, which is awesome. And you can then comment away. But uh, we want to hear from you because what are we talking about tonight, Hayden? He's on mute. He's obviously oh, been on the wine that Lou was having about two minutes before we came on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is it? Am I off mute now? Yeah. Right. We are talking tonight tonight about the things you do before race day. So obviously very, very, very important. Current. Yeah, so get your comments in about that. If you've got any tips for anyone, stick them in the the chat thing, and uh, Tobe's going to pick up all those as we go through. Uh, Yes, you are, Tobe, because you're not doing anything else. You're not modelling Boston gear like me and Hayden. I'm modelling sketches gear, you know. know, Um, And Jatilla's in charge tonight, Uh, so that's good. So we've all got jobs. Actually, what is my job? Oh, to look good in my Boston kit. Um, So, yeah, so load us up. And to look one year older. In the... Yes. Oh yes. No, no talk about oh, this is true. Actually, I was going to say that before we Ooh, go on. Where's his I'm, picture? I'm not. Sure, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm not sure people. Not sure how many people follow you on TikTok, actually, Chris. Because mm. if you don't, go on to Forty Ones and have a look at TikTok. But your video you posted this week that was brilliant. Which one that then? Are we going to play it? Last one to know. The last one to show. I was the last one you thought you'd see there. And I saw the surprise and the fear in his eyes When I took his glass of champagne And I toasted you, said, honey, we may be through But you'll never hear me complain Cause I got friends in low places Where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away 
That was me. Yeah. And I'm now sweating on the copyright I'm going to get from Garth Brooks's manager. That, that Actually, bloke, that was me, by the way. It was, Garth, it was a Garth Brooks. It was a Garth Brooks impersonator. That's me. Very good. <laughs> that is me, Garth Brooks impersonator. At the but, Brooks Hall Honky Tonk. Thank, thanks very much for the copyright strike of 40 runs that's coming, Mole. <laughs> That's all right. They can mute the song. We don't care. We don't care anymore. That was me, though. I'll be serious. That was me. My name was. I actually couldn't many, believe that for a split second. How many years ago would that have been? That would have been me. I need to see the full thing after. Get that. How old am I now? Time. I need that quick. I can't work out anymore. But it's about, let's say, 14 years ago, that was me. What a hero. What a hero. And actually, talking of heroes, right, I'm going to bring us back on point and talk a little bit about running. Because you guys have just come back from Boston. I've read today the man who apparently took a poo while he was doing the Boston Marathon. <laughs> Jatilla, did you see him on course? I had not noticed this, but that brings me on to one of my points that I want to chat on later on. So okay. he obviously doesn't listen to the podcast because no. he doesn't know how to avoid that. So, so what we... I've a type, Have you got a picture of the geezer? On the, yeah, look, did you see this? So on the screen, I've put up the bloke doing a poo in somebody's garden in the Boston Marathon. I don't know if you've seen this. But the best thing was, so I wanted to know who that was. So, Tobe, show the one I've zoomed in on. Now, we, it's pixelated, <laughs> but we've managed to get it unpixelated of the person who, who actually took the poo in the Boston Marathon. So if you're from the BAA, you need to listen, and you're listening to this, watch this back. Tobe, get it in, the one we've zoomed in on. There you go. That's the culprit who took a number two in your garden at the Boston Marathon. Does oh. anyone recognise him? Nope. No. <laughs> He's a good-looking oh, chap, good chap, though. He's quite old. So there you go. If you're from the Boston Marathon Association, that's your guy who took a number two out and calls. It's bad, isn't it? You can't do that. If he gets stripped of that fifth, he's still got a long way to go because I know for a fact he don't want to do that course again. No, I know. And he's worried about a copyright. I'm worried about losing a star. It's much worse. <laughs> yeah, but clown. Hayden, the good thing is if you lose your star, you could still do the T-shirt major. Well, you can run it again because I've heard you want to do that, Hayden. You could do the T-shirt majors like some other pro athletes are doing. Absolutely not. I don't no. know. I'm not feeling it. I'm not I mean, let's move anymore. on because we yeah, still let's... have a few more people to get through. So, Hayden, good yeah. to see you again, chap. Me and Hayden spent most of the week together this week at Boston. How are you feeling? How are you getting on? Yeah, not too bad at all, actually. Recovered, recovering quite well. Been out in the pool trying to get this out of my legs. But, yeah, not too bad at all. Actually felt a lot worse than I have most of my other marathons I've done. If I'm not going to lie about that. But that was ultimately because of the hills. It, it, I'd say Boston was always for me going to be the pinnacle of anything I do running wise. It's just, it's just so up there, so iconic for me. And I couldn't wait to do it. And I was excited. I loved absolutely everything about it apart from one thing. And that was just how tough the course was. And it really, really was. People can talk about the conditions, but you never know. Sunday could be hammering it down with rain. So you can't really moan about the conditions. You get them at all marathons, but the actual course itself, that was really, really, really When you tough. say difficult, what, well, what, what part? We'll come on to you in a minute about the difficult bits. But what did what do you actually? So, so mere mortals who never get out there to run it. What what was difficult about it? In, in was it the hills or was it what what is it? Yeah, purely, absolutely, purely the hills. The actual surface was like um, it's almost like a tarmac surface. The surface is absolutely brilliant, and it was it was a straight line, twenty six point two miles in a straight line. No going around corners, no cutting back on yourself. It literally was just just the hills. But it wasn't just that it was all uphill. The downhills sound really good. And you think to yourself, I'm about to pick up a bit of speed here. But first of all, you've got to run the downhills properly. Otherwise, you're going to trash your legs. And not only that, every downhill, you know there's an uphill coming. So at the start, I think the first four or five miles, everyone says it's predominantly downhill. Yeah, overall, it probably is. But you literally, you go down, up, down, up. The up might be a little bit less than the down, but you're still going up, up all the time. And after a while, by the time you get onto that flat surface, your legs are like crying out, thinking, what are you doing to me? And you're like four or five miles in. So from that perspective, it, it made it hard. But there were so many other things that counteracted it. The support, honestly, from the first like 10 metres of the course. Well, when you're walking down to the start line, you walk through a village and there's houses there. And there's people out having barbecues and it was teeming it down with rain. And they were cheering you on. And then from the start to the very, very finish line, the support was just... It was incredible. People talk about London and the support, and that is fantastic. And 
for those of you who haven't run it or doing it Sunday, you're going to experience that. But honestly, for me personally, Boston, it topped London with the support. Definitely. It was in, I'll tell you this one moment, actually. Let me just tell you about this one moment. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's about mile 15, 16. You tell, no, tell you. And I could hear from about a mile away this like howling. It was really loud. And I was thinking, what is that about? As I got closer, you go up to this college and I never knew nothing about it as other people knew it was coming. And the noise from the students was just absolutely deafening. I honestly think they just, they've just been out all night. They hadn't been in bed. They were still, they were absolutely <laughs> smashed. They had, the, they had so many signs up. All of them, give me a kiss, give me a kiss. We want a kiss. Oh, honestly, that's why, that's why I slowed down. I did notice one. It was like, run, your ex is behind you. And I thought, that is just hilarious with beer on the side. I thought... They got the right idea. I had no clue about that. It's apparently it's called the the Wellesley Scream Tunnel. That's yeah, it, it was yeah. fantastic, absolutely fantastic. It seems gone for ages. It was so loud, but that gave you a lift right at the right time. And then you get yourself back on course. You feel you like you're good, and then Heartbreak Hill comes up and gives you a good old kick up the bum. So ruined you. How did you find Heartbreak Hill, Jatilla? You know what, Heartbreak Hill in itself. I didn't realise I'd run it until I'd got to the top because of how brutal the other ones were. So you expect to have come to mile 16, this massive welcome of hills um, and you you prepare yourself for those hills, like mentally in your head as you're running along. But the first 16 miles really threw me off track because of how difficult it was. Like Hayden said, I they sort of you hear people say, oh, it's all calm. It's just a little bit rolling up until you get to Newton Hills. I felt like they were the biggest hills I'd, I've, I'd run up prior to getting to Newton, that it was it was tough. It wasn't rolling. I mean, my idea of rolling was slightly undulating, slightly back down, slightly undulating, slightly back down. No, it definitely wasn't like that. So it took a while for me to get my head around that because I knew that the worst was yet to come. I don't think my race really started until till that point. Um, so it was a lot to take in. I, it was, I, think, I do think we need to put this in perspective because, I, I mean, Hayden, there's, you were disappointed. I don't yeah. think you've got anything to be disappointed about at all. And we've spoken at length about this several times this week because there's absolutely nothing to be disappointed at. You, I think you killed it, considering your age. Um, but, Jatila, we've got to give you a shout-out because, what? We, firstly, what was your time? 3.25.27. I Which still feel it's weird saying it. It's amazing, yeah. right? How does that compare to previous... So I ran Manchester um, last year in 327. Um, and so at Boston, Healy, obviously, and conditions. Yeah. Now, the other thing I need to give you kudos for is, firstly, if anybody's not following Jatilla on Strava, go straight onto Strava and follow her because <laughs> your splits, right? I don't know what like Textbook. Hey, to be fair, weren't they? Yeah, they were absolutely, absolutely, absolutely nailed it in terms of pacing. I think you uh, you had one off moment when you went up from seven twenty, whatever it was. You went up to like seven fifty, and I was like, oh no, yeah. But you came <laughs> yeah. straight back on point. It was it is, it is textbook how you held that with the heels. It oh, just blows my you. mind. I mean, yeah, it was it was so tough. But when I crossed that line and realised. I honestly thought I would struggle coming back down that sort of that last that last few miles because it was still undulating. And I thought, I can't believe I could be on for a PB here because obviously I've spoke about this the other week. I had a sort of niggles and paranoia set in and things like that. And I thought there's just no way that a PB is on the cards. But I'm so happy to even just finish the line feeling fit and healthy. So when I went on and I looked at my spits. I've got such that mentality where it's like. I will, I will give it my all. Um, mm. And it really did sort of benefit me in that, despite how scared I was of doing it. So, no, I'm, I am chuffed. I still don't think it's settled in because I don't actually have my medal. Well, um, well yeah, well, yeah. Let's, I'll come on to that in two seconds. Because yeah. the other thing, uh, there were two things. Firstly, I wanted to know, did you plan on running it even splits or was you looking to go negative or how was you? Because I think it's important for people maybe who are running Sunday in terms of how am I going to run? What yeah, was your definitely. mindset so- about that? I normally go out with the aim to do a few miles to where I feel comfortable. And you know, when you sort of want to find that rhythm. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was to sort of go out at around sort of eight, eight to eight, 10 minute miling. Um, and I think I got a little bit carried away. Yeah, just with, a bit. yeah, a little bit carried away with the downhill, which I knew about, I completely knew about, but I started to find that pace and it felt good. Mm. And I thought, okay, well, let me just see what happens as we go up these first few hills here. 
and still managed to keep on pace to where I was at, which is where I sort of leveled out and stuck to the, the pace that I wanted to, maybe a little bit too quick. But then going into the sort of the second half, I honestly, I felt super, I felt strong. So I was like, I'm just going to try and push to where I'm at. But normally I would, I naturally do have negative splits because I get nervous. I think when I do my first half, I worry about feeling tired come mile, say 13 or halfway. So I naturally hold off. Um, but then the second half, I sort of say to myself, well, whatever you've got left, let's sort of go for it. Um, so that's how I naturally would run, sort of come out, try and come out of negative splits mm. for me, because I am a, a nervous runner. I hate to feel like I'm dying at the beginning. Hayden, how did you, what was your, again, for, for people who are running on Sunday, whether it's Blackpool, whatever, or, or London, what, what was your thought process? Did you just want to go out strong or, you know, how was, how was it, what did you sort of think about I definitely, I, I find all my marathons, I like to go out even paced. My, I have a target pace in mind. I, I say, I I wanted to run 3.18 and I knew that was, well, I'm talking in kilometres, I knew that's going to be about 4.41 a kilometre. So I knew if I, I need to hit the four, run between four, stay between 4.40 and 4.45 a kilometre the whole way. Um, and the first couple of bits were downhill and I did hold back because everyone was saying, don't go out too fast, don't go out. So I did try and hold back and I kept, it was quite even up to about 27, 28 K. And then I know the, the problem with doing it even splits all the way is what you sometimes can get to a point And if you don't hit one, then the negative, the negativity starts to kick in. And if you don't hit the next one after that, then you start thinking to yourself, yeah, what's boring. going on here? What's going on? And that, 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 that's something that I need to maybe think about changing. Mm. When I run Berlin, um, it wasn't as fast as Boston, but I found it so comfortable and I started off really, really easy and because I found it so easy at halfway, I then picked it up. So ultimately negative split it. And I found that a lot easier. So going forward, marathon wise, maybe that's a strategy I need to have a look at. But I've just always found that even mm. split to something to focus on and just keep trying. And it, it passes the time, especially when you're working in kilometers as well. You're yeah, only looking yeah, yeah. At four and a half minutes, 4.40. So I keep looking at watch thinking, need to speed up a little bit here. Need to slow down a bit here. And before I know it, a kilometer's turned over. Then the next one. And for me, that... That's always worked, but on an undulating course or one that's got hills, maybe it isn't the best strategy to to take. Interesting. Now, this is where I wanted to go next. Jatila, talk to us about your medal or lack of it. Oh gosh, is it, it too actually to talk would about? make me cry thinking about it right now. So, I very rarely, I've only, I haven't really done that many big races where I feel like I would want to get my medal engraved. Um, it's been one of those things where I thought, you know what, I've done a great performance, quite happy with the medal, don't really want to engrave, but this one, just for the for the achievement that I sort of found in myself and the course itself and just where I was as well, being sort of my first proper ever solo international like marathon, I was like, I'm going to get the, the medal engraved. So I, I walked myself into, into where they were doing it. They're doing it at free, loads of places were doing it free across the two days post the marathon. And there was one place that had a massive queue and I thought, absolutely not. So I found another one, which was you hand your medal in and then you come back sort of two hours, three hours after. I thought, perfect. Go and get my clobber, go and get some bits, go and grab some grub and then come back. Um, so I've come back now. It must have been about three hours later. I dropped it off at 10 and I got back at about one. And there was a lovely lady there that I met from Ireland who had just done her first Boston. And I was like, oh, when did you drop your medal in? She was like, oh, about two hours ago. And I was like, oh God, I'm three hours. Um, and then her medal was called out. Uh, so she took her medal and off she went. And I thought, oh gosh, what could possibly have gone wrong? So I asked her, I was like, can I just ask where mine is? And she was like, could you just confirm your surname? Gave her my details. And she kind of looked at me and she was like, okay. And then she sort of walked into the back room. At this point, the um, cat who I was with, um, she was like, do you want me to stay with you? I was like, no, fine. You go, go and do your own thing. And then the gentleman called me into the back room and was like, um, I am really sorry. And instantly my heart just sank. And he was like, I'm really, really sorry. I've We've engraved your medal with somebody else's name and time. And at first I kind of thought it must have been a joke. And I, I think because I was on my own, emotions were high. I just burst out in tears um, in this back room, but didn't want to make everybody else nervous that was waiting for their medal. Because it was like, it, it's, it's one of those things that like, can happen. And I was like, what? And he showed me and it was some, some gent called Dan Cleary. So Dan Cleary, if you're listening, I nearly went home with a medal with your name on. 
um, completely engraved. And he gave me sort of two options. I could either take the medal home with me um, and they would send me in like an eye tab. So like something that you stick on the medal um, and they'll post it to me. And then the other option was they would keep hold of the medal. They would get it buffered out because they didn't have like the buffing equipment there. Um, and they would then post it out to me. And I was like, I need to just sort of go and take a few minutes because I just didn't really know where I was at with like the headspace. Um, so I decided to opt for them to buffer it because I'd like I'd rather it just be brand new, fresh, mm -hmm. them do it for me. Um, so yeah, I, I came home without my medal, which was Jesus. really, really disheartening. But I mean, the company have been super, super good to be fair. They okay. they understand um and they've already put it out to ship. So it's oh. been super quick because I know that um, I did reach out to someone as well in terms of obviously London Marathon and mm. mentioned my situation on mm. um, Instagram. And they were like, oh, we can offer like sort of free medal engraving at the, um, I think it was, at a, what, what store was it? I think it was the store up in London. Mm. Um, yeah, one of the stores, the Sports Direct or. Yeah, something like that. I think some of them are doing do, like free engraving and framing. And I was like, thank you so much. But. Mm. By the sounds of it, I should have it by early next week. Oh, I mean, it's obviously just not, it wasn't, it wasn't great. And I was like, it's just so typical. He was like, you're the only person uh, it's happened to. I was like, oh, wicked. Serious question now, on the back of that, um, do you think I should get my hat engraved? You know what? I'd rather you had the eye tab. Yeah. Or, yeah. or Tope, what do you think get my shirt engraved? No, I think, no. No? You should probably right. take it off one day, though. I think, okay. yeah, you take it, yeah. I think engraving it is taking it a bit too far. I can just okay, deal with Because we promised, let's give some people who are running the London Marathon on Sunday some shout-outs. Thanks to everybody who's been emailing in. Uh, we kind of picked some out. Um, we've had some messages as well. So I'm going to apologise now if we've missed you out. That's not my fault. That's admin's fault. She's not here. <laughs> so it's very easy to blame her. Um, I think she's off trying to get some moody Boston gear. So when she comes back <laughs> in a few weeks, something missed out. Um, but yeah, uh, so apologies if we've missed any out. We've tried to we've tried to get as many as we can. Obviously, we're limited on time. So uh, I can't remember who's got them. I've I've got one. I can okay. go. I can go in with our with our first one because I do want to do um uh one for from a Lindsay. So Lindsay emailed into us and. Thank you for emailing in, Lindsay. I think it's a lovely, lovely shout out. So she wants to do a shout out to her husband, um, who is running the marathon at the weekend. His name is Andy Hilton, and he finally got accepted through the ballot after 10 years of trying. So Andy, your family is so proud of him. She said that you've trained so hard for this. And by doing so, he's also inspired both of his children to get involved in the local 2K race in Amazing. May. They love you so much. And they hope that your knee holds up for the race. And thank you so much, Lindsay, Izzy and Oscar. So, Andy, you've got a great support system behind you. Best of luck. And I really hope you can send us some photos in of mm. once you've done. And also, it's the local 2K as well. We want to know how the kids do. Um, yes. That would be amazing. Yes, good luck. Uh, Hayden, have you got some? Yeah, I've got some. I can fire off a few here. I've got yeah. good luck messages for Pip Griffin, Sam Allen and all the Watford joggers. Uh, Jerry Lizelle, Jason and Brenda, uh, Fordy, Samantha Lewis, Dawn Barker, Kieran Thomas, Mark, who's running Blackpool. And obviously, out there's a lot of you running this London virtually. So good luck to you as well. Uh, Jill Keane, uh, Pink Mick, Ben Hancocks, and the Slimming World 2023 London Marathon team. And Adrian Bolton on the comments just come in with his first marathon on Sunday as well. He's good super nervous. So very good luck. I would actually like to do one other set of good luck wish because part of our community we have somebody by the name of carolyn allen who has tried to get into london marathon on so many different occasions and she isn't the type that will run for charity or pay for a place or do anything else she always will go with the ballot go the old school way the good way and eventually it's actually paid off and she got in through our volunteer scheme we pulled her name out of the hat at the national running show live on stage and she'll be running it for the first time on sunday so i wanted to wish her all the best of luck oh, yeah good shout i've got to give um a shout out to locally to our Hartford runners and our Broxwell runners who are taking part. Uh, obviously, I basically love to everybody uh, in within 40 runs, but I've got to give a local shout because I see the poor souls every week have to put up with me. Um, so good luck to you guys uh, and anybody, you know, from any of our satellite groups that are taking part. I know some of the guys in London and stuff like that. So 
wherever you are within the 40 runs club and community good luck and actually good shout out to louise east as well and um sarah you know all our club runners good luck to everybody who's taking part then and finally that the good other good luck and well thank you more than anything else is to our volunteers who are uh on uh trucks uh i was talking to alan about this we're in trucks at blackheath and we're going to be um taking care of everybody at blackheath again apparently which is an amazing thing to do um so thank you to everybody who's volunteering i know some people done it via the portal and they're going to be out on course in other places but it's amazing so just yeah thanks to all the volunteers who are representing the club and community as well out there over the weekend can i just do two sorry ones as well because yeah. we're, we're all biased <laughs> i want to give a big shout out to mel, wonderful mel house who's been on the podcast a few times her husband carl she had to defer the last couple so this time he's up for it he's ready for it and he's going to do well and two other sorry satellites with richard and angela maxson all the best of luck for sunday yeah well done guys so yeah good luck it doesn't uh, whether you're doing london or whatever else you're doing um we just wanted to take five just to, to wish you all good luck and again thanks to everybody who got in touch to this award-winning podcast that we are it's i tell amazing. you what was amazing apparently one of those people who won the awards was like the bbc or something unbelievable it's unbelievable isn't it is it is mental when you actually like because i was i was away when all this get i was driving along phones ringing admin press the old red button <laughs> driving along somebody else rings red button no interest or anything. I'm away, isn't I? I'm, well, I'm busy. And then she rings Nick, I think. <laughs> and then, and then, and then and obviously we found out, babe. It's mad. The BBC and like these massive podcasts. So again, I, I didn't get I think I, I did a video, didn't I? But so massive thanks again to everybody who um both for this award winning podcast. You, you it's amazing. Anyway, right. So right. We don't, I can't we, we've gone into 26 minutes but yeah well good luck to everybody that is running london marathon this weekend um i'm definitely going to be out there cheering and screaming for you guys i think my tracking list has been the longest it's ever been this year i feel like we've been very successful yeah. with people getting into in this year and running so yeah best of luck to you guys but of course the marathon is coming up very very soon guys you've got two days and um, so i can imagine you're well into your rest period, hydration, doing all of those last minute things that you feel like you can do before heading into that marathon. Take a big old goal, 40. There we have it. What's in there? That's the question. High five. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, tonight's topic is what do we do before a big race? So, guys, I've had some messages. Get them in in the comments as well. We'd want to chat about them. But I feel it is one of those things. Some people only race these big races once a year. This could be your first ever one what you might want to know what you want to do and we're here to hopefully give you some could you give you some good tips okay so let's spin around let's start with Spigo because he's been worryingly quiet tonight i have noticed the last few weeks i don't know where he's been taking happy pills or other pills so since he got back from tokyo um do you remember that scene in johnny cash where he got busted getting bring those drugs back from that was tobe on the way back from me bro so he's finished all them up, I think, because this week he's back to his normal self. But Tobe, what do you do before a big race? Does that have to be a marathon? It can be, we're talking, you know, 5K, half, whatever, 10K. What's your sort of go-to things, do, routine that you, tend apart to, from me, because you do it all the time? Yeah, I do eat. I tend not to run up a massive flight of stairs like I've known some people to. <laughs> Christopher. Um, I, I try and just take it take it a little bit easy, a bit more chilled. That's what I tend to do. Chad, you and... can't be any more chilled. You can, though. Oh. You try and like, eat some sort of decent carbs from like throughout the week is what I'd normally go for rather than just wait until the night before and then eating way too much because that never actually goes well. Um, and just, yeah, just be a bit more chilled, really. Try walk, obviously keeping a bit active, but not too active. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy yourself. Uh, for me, the, the couple of days leading up to it, I always try. I'd like to get a five k run in either the Friday or the Saturday. Um, really easy, probably kilometer or so of it at target pace, but just taking it really easy. My biggest things for me is trying to take my mind off things, because especially if it's your first one as well, or if it's one of the real big ones, like for me going out to Boston. It's, I suppose it's the same as someone doing a first London. It, it's the same thing. For me, it felt like a first marathon. So there's loads of anxieties. You are nervous. And it doesn't matter how many times you say to people, oh, I'm fine, I've trained for this. 
It doesn't matter how much confidence you have in yourself. You've still got that nagging doubt there and it's still being nervous. And for me, taking my mind off it, like, really, really helps. Otherwise, you start thinking all sorts of things. Um, so my mind is just about, I find if I relax too much and do nothing, I start overthinking things. So I like to keep myself occupied. That might be watching a film. That might be just going for a little walk, not overdoing anything. I, on In Boston, I think the day before the Sunday, I had to walk down to the finish line. It's maybe soak up a bit of the atmosphere. I've also at times looked over my Strava runs, my longest runs, start seeing how things went. Um, I start planning things out in my mind. I have a look online at the route. Just, just occupy myself, keep myself busy. Um, obviously, hydrating. But one of the most important things that people do wrong, sometimes I feel as well, is the day before thinking to yourself, right, this is the day to get all them carbs inside me, the day before. That's, that's just a, that's a no-go. That really isn't a good idea. You want to get all this stuff done leading up to it. So that Saturday, well, by now, this is going to be too late if you listen to it live because today's your last day. For me, tomorrow is all about taking it easy and just looking forward to Sunday, really, and just being excited about it. There's a couple of people in the comments that just said, um, they literally got, who, who was it? It was, oh, it was a couple of people anyway, basically saying they feel like they've got a real bad cold now. And it's just come on sort of like the last day, last two days. That's because you're overthinking things. Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm bad for it. And Chris, Chris be the first to testify to it. He was messaging me. I was out in Boston saying, how are you? And I was coming up with all sorts of things that were wrong with me. I've got this. And he didn't even give me any sympathy. He just said, now nah, you're fine. Don't worry. I, gave you, I think I gave you five tips, didn't I? <laughs> oh, God, the five tips. We can't read them out because most of them are expletives. Yeah, you need a beat button. Yeah, so we can't read them out. Otherwise, uh, you know, because I probably actually should sell that as a motivation like book. And I might just <laughs> just put a copy of it and just do five pages of those. What what did I call a pep talk? That was it. We're gonna put a book out, it's gonna be called Pep Talk. And it's so just this is how you got the clobber then. It was that yeah, it's purely I was just inspiring him as as I continue to inspire, you know, Hayden throughout his major haul that he's on, obviously with me and my t-shirts. Um these pep talks come his way purely from a motivation because he was a bit down. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. <laughs> I'm gonna come, I am gonna come back, right? I'm gonna ask a question. Jatila, don't let me forget. Okay. I probably will. Don't you worry. Yeah. Even but if I, you have to I've got a question for you three. Uh, and it, it, it involves tomorrow. So Jatila, <laughs> Mrs. 325, oh. what about your preparation for a, a big race? Doesn't matter whether it's a marathon or, or a 10k. What's what's your sort of go-to tips? I think with every sort of larger race that I've done, I've always had sort of a plan put in put in place. And I mean, I've only sort of done the three big races, but it's almost like just telling myself that everything that I could possibly do has been done. Um, I really struggle with keeping myself sort of grounded with that. But I really did well this this time around with Boston in telling myself that everything that I could possibly do has been done. Um and it was a massive, massive help knowing that I've gone through sort of sort of injuries, trying not to psych myself up or get myself nervous, but just trusting your training and trusting your taper. And it can be so difficult, but I come across a lot of posts, um, a lot of sort of comments from different people that have said the exact same thing um, to just trust what you've done. Because two weeks ago, before your taper, you're absolutely fine. Now, obviously, it's crunch time. It's come to the day, a little bit nervous. You know you've done the work. It's just making sure that you tell yourself you have. Um, so apart from sort of the psychological things behind that in terms of sort of talking to yourself, like the mentality of it, it is nerve-wracking and it is, it is hard work. But just trying to keep on control of those key things, like Hayden said, hydration, 
Um, I actually started doing a lot more hydration sort of tablets and things like that early on in my training because I'm a sucker for drinking water. I really am bad and I need to sort of improve on it. But just keeping myself hydrated, I didn't really take too much water out on the course. I think obviously the weather helped, well, didn't help that much in terms of wanting to sort of chuck more water over you. But I really didn't feel the need to be stopping and grabbing water at most stops. Which... That's just made me think of something, right? Because uh, the forecast for London this weekend is a little bit iffy at the moment. Um, but it, just as, if you're around London, I'll, all I would say to you, it was the same last year. And and then all of a sudden, it because obviously I was there, it, was where it turned into like 15 degrees and everyone was melting. So it's changeable. I'm not saying that that's going to be the case. What what would you say in terms of running in the rain? What helped you? Didn't help you? Did you did did you do anything specifically? You know, in the in the build up to the the race. Let's go, let's go carry on, Jatila. Did you do anything yeah. specific? Nothing specific. I think I already well. I, I when I when I knew that it was going to be raining all day, which I didn't know until literally the very morning. Um, you obviously, I saw a post from a girl. Um, who had said, take bin bags to the start, um, put bin bags sort of in your in your shoes if you sort of don't like that wet shoe feeling at the beginning of a race. Your feet are obviously going to get wet, but you want to start feeling, feeling good, you know. Put bin bags in my shoes so my socks weren't wet when I started. Started the race, it felt like a lot more I could warm up into it. But no, I didn't really do anything different. It was obviously really disappointing because everyone was drowned rats. But I think you get to the point where you know that you're going to be towing over that start line. So if you constantly are thinking about these conditions, it's going to play play on you. Just think about what you can do in the moment. So for me, it was making sure that I wrapped up warm, took clothes, make sure you wear clothes that you don't care about being thrown away especially for London because you obviously have to throw them off before you go if those are the conditions wrap up super super warm still try and get in a good reasonable sort of warm-up if that's your if that's your thing um just sort of focus on what you can do not instead of oh it's raining what am I going to do you can't do anything you can't do anything you're not going to say I'm not running yeah yeah. so just focus on what you can do as opposed to that. And I do obviously want to just touch on Sholly, who's joined us in, in the um, comments there. He said, have you ever felt a niggle during taper, which didn't co- which didn't cause problems on the marathon? Absolutely. Really? Yeah, like definitely. Um, I was sort of had a, a niggle for around um, three weeks prior to the marathon, but you're at that stage now. In them three weeks, you really don't need to, to worry too much on what you're going to achieve like in your training, because the work, like I said, the work's already been done. So just trust yourself and protect your body leading up to that race and make a make a sort of call later on. I Yeah, I was very shocked with my my injury. I could feel it for a first few miles and all of a sudden it almost felt like yeah, it, it, it disappeared. Um, I, 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 also, I feel a bit like, um, so if, when you hear these awful things where people have bad accidents, car accidents and stuff, and at first I don't feel no pain. Everyone's saying it's, it's because of the adrenaline. And the adrenaline masks all the pain and stuff. I think it's exactly the same with these things. You turn up to the start line, you have, whether you know it or not, you've got so much adrenaline and so much excitement in your body. I think it's diverting your mind to other parts of your body. So even if that niggle is there, even if it is bad, you won't feel it. You won't, unless it's something really, really bad. You know, it just goes away. It miraculously goes away. And it's easy for people to say it after the race. But honestly, before, I'm, a, I'm the biggest critic for it. I've got every single marathon, I have something wrong with me leading up to it. But, and it always goes away. It does. What, what about old oh boy? The uh, the weather for you. I know. I saw you wrapped up in your your poncho. Um, what else? Any, anything else that you you know? I for tell people what, who may be worried about the rain, even though it's point. Yeah, I tell you what, Boston actually done was actually quite good compared to other marathons I've been to. As you get to the start line, because they, I'm not sure if anyone knows this. So at Boston, you do your bag drop at the finish line, then they bus you nearly an hour to the start line. You get on these like school buses, so it's a long way away, and you can't take all your clobber with you or anything because you drop your bag drop. So people taking old clothes, like Jatilla said, and I took a poncho because I knew it was going to rain. But then when you get to the start line, they've got these big marquees everywhere. And these marquees are massive and they're like, they've got the sides on them as well. So you can stay dry, which is really good. But then as soon as you come out there and walk to the start line, yeah, you're right. It started to absolutely hammer it down. And I think you have to have that mentality where you think to yourself, do you know what? There's absolutely nothing you can do about this. It doesn't matter how clever you are, how much money you've got, how fit you are, how fast you are. It makes no difference. You can't do anything about this situation. So just get on with it. Cowboy up. 
I went, went yeah, cowboy up. I, I always wear a cap, so that that obviously that that's something that I know if it's going to rain, my face is going to be okay because there's nothing worse than having that rain in your eyes and keep constantly wiping your eyes. Um, apart from that, if you're wearing shorts and a t-shirt and stuff, you're never going to feel cold. I don't think once you get running, you it's not going. much can really drown you and get you wet. For, the rain shouldn't really do anything to you. It it's a good point yourself. actually, Hayden, because uh, in London, because Tobe and I sat there in when we did London, whenever it was. We went into the changing rooms. Yeah. I mean, they're not massive like you guys had in Boston, but they're uh, the ones in the Red Star, all right. Yeah. I think they might have made them smaller because COVID, and hopefully this year they've made them bigger again. Because I remember one year I did it, we went in there, it was massive. It was like a you know, a big tent thing, and people were sitting in there. It didn't actually need to, it wasn't raining that day. But it is a good point to seek those out uh, if they are there on race day in the uh, in the village it's worth um, worth going out and hunting them out because the chances are you know there's going to be uh, room in there for you just take a black bag to sit on is you know that's yeah. the, that's the thing just take a black sack to um and then you know lean up against the the tent or whatever and just try and stay warm and try and stay dry in there if it is if it is what they say it is again who knows what it's going to be like on sunday i've got absolutely no idea i don't think anybody does at the moment i don't think the weather people do they really don't. Two weeks ago, it was meant to be too hot. So, well, I was... this is the thing they were saying it's going to be 20 degrees, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. 20 degrees and sunny. People were sort of reacting on what their race plan was going to be. Yeah. But, yeah. I yeah. Suppose who, who, know, who knows? And again, I think the key message from that is you can't do nothing about it. No. So, no. you've got, unless you don't want to run. No, absolutely. And I find like if you, if you know it's going to be really hot, like you said, you can adjust your race. You can make plans. It's like that year that you guys done it when it was like, ridiculously hot yeah. you knew before the start that it was going to be like that so yeah. everyone pulled back their targets and you yeah. know what to do when it comes to the rain you don't don't adjust your plan don't adjust your targets it is going to make no difference to you apart from the fact that you're going to run through a couple of puddles apart from that unless you're doing a trail one and it's going to be muddy and stuff that's mm. completely different but on the roads and these big ones in london boston etc the rain actually even as a pain it's not going to make any difference and don't adjust your plan go for what you've trained for yeah. All right. I've got, uh, there is a question that I've been keeping an eye on that we're going to come back to. And it's from Ian Payton type. So make sure you keep an eye on that one because it's about playlists and stuff. So we're going to come on to have a bit of fun with that at the end. But I've got a question for you. So I'll uh, last. So I haven't been feeling it this week. Uh, and I suppose hating about this because I've not been really feeling it. Everything's been, you know, when you get those weeks a bit sluggish and you're just, you're out of routine. You haven't got the endorphins keeping you, you know, up. You feel tired because you're getting more sleep than normal and all this sort of stuff. And I've just not felt marathon ready this week, right? Which is normal. This is not abnormal what I'm saying is happening. Well, I hope it's not. Um, so I last run on Wednesday. Normally, I would go out and do a park run or something tomorrow. And I can't because um, I'm being father of the year and helping out at home. Get that in. Um, <laughs> poor kids. But the um, but so tomorrow, do I go out and do a cheeky little three miles or not? So, uh, Jatilla, what do you reckon? I would say yes. I think personally, if... You don't know what you're going to feel like on race day for starters. Let's just say sort of you, you don't know what you're going to feel like. You could do. You I'm could worried do a run. about feeling sluggish. Yeah, you could do a run or you could not. If you go out tomorrow and you if you've had a sluggish week for starters, you've now got it in your head that you're you've had a sluggish week. And that run tomorrow is also going to be sluggish. You've automatically put something in your head, which means you don't want to go out. You're going to feel sluggish. It's mm. not for you. Whereas, you know what, if you go out tomorrow and you do a mile down the street, I'm talking literally a mile, mm. run down the street, see how you feel. Mm. You, it can go one of two ways, can't it? 50-50. Mm -hmm. You could either think, you know what, I'm going to continue for another half a mile and then come back, mm -hmm. or it's not for me, I'm going to save myself. Try and get a feel for where, where your body's at, you know? Yeah. Okay. I think use that instead of on race day, because on race day you're going into that thinking, I'm sluggish. You're going to do a little warm-up on Sunday and you're going to naturally think I'm sluggish, mm. which is going to make you run sluggish. Mm. Just get out. And if you know it's not for you, just try and get a feel for where your body's mm. at. And then you know how to sort of go into it ahead of I like Sunday. it. I like it. Toe? I'll go out. I've always found that if I've... I've done both. I have gone out and I haven't gone out. And I always find if I do sort of 5K the day before, 
just even just gentle and get moving, I tend to run better the following day. Whether that's a mental thing, it could mm. well be, but either way, it works for me. Okay. I'll go and do it. Okay. Hayden? Coach I would, Hayden? I would say that there's a reason why, and Boston was the, the pit me of it, there's a reason why all these shakeout runs happen. And they happen, and they're organised by big running groups, by people who are coaches, people that are great runners, and they have shakeout runs the day before for a reason. And for me, that reason is to get them legs turned over and get yourself up for this, get your excitement building, almost get some case system. I would say do it early. For me, I'd get it out of the way early. So when you get back then, then you have got the whole day to relax. But Boston was, it was a clear example of what, 33,000 runners. I'm not exaggerating. I saw at least, Jatila back me up here, 10, 12,000 people doing shakeout runs on the it day before. Nice. It, they were just everywhere. And there has to be a reason why people are doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 10, 12,000 people, they're all top. good runners. So I, I, would say, I would say go up. As you said, take it easy. Yeah, okay. It helps right. the boost as well. Like I feel like whether you're on your own or whether you're with sort of other people, a shakeout run or a park run, it's just getting getting the hype going as well. Like it, you, you are going to be going on that marathon. So... It's going to happen. So get out there, see how you feel. What can mm. you do in those late? Yeah, I just feel a bit flat at the moment. Don't feel like I'm, I'm up for a, doing twenty six miles. I could, I, I could quietly sit in front of the TV and like sort of binge watching. Uh, like you can do that after you've done your mile and a half out and back. Yeah, yeah, I might do that, or I might do option B, which was what I just said. <laughs> You'll see how strava what I do because that's, that's the thing, isn't it? That's just the way we roll. Um. What I would say to everybody, in terms of if this is if this is your first, you know, London or your first marathon, I I really I just want to overemphasize because I think it's really important. Please enjoy it. I was chatting to somebody uh, at the uh, what do they call it now, marathon show, COVID Central, whatever they call it. You know the thing where you all go along for that complete Expo. waste of time. The Expo. Yeah, that sustainable place that we all have to go to and get, you know, commute to get our numbers because they can't post them random. Um, although I have to give some some credit, it was really rather painless this year. So fair play to them. I'm being a complete what's it like usual. But in fairness to them, they've done a really good job. And the people there were excellent. Um, but uh, sorry, my point was, is that I was chances, if you're doing your first one, London I'm talking about now, please enjoy it. Well, don't, you know, don't, sort of fly around whether there's such a thing as flying around a marathon but don't fly around and miss it you know look up make sure you are checking out what you're running past and you're taking in those crowds and you're listening to the people shouting your name and you're listening to those people willing you over the line um and when you do see your kids or you see your family you do stop and say hello because it doesn't matter about your time Take that in and, and and make those memories as as you run around the streets of London because it's an epic epic journey, and and that is your finish, yeah, of doing it. You've done the hard bleeding work for 16, 18 weeks or whatever you've been doing, and it could be a lifelong ambition. Don't waste it, is what I'm saying, because I hear so many people who go around and go, oh yeah, I did London, but I, I I didn't really take it all in. You've got to take it all in. It really is. An incredible experience, rain, sun, wind, whatever it be, just just enjoy it from the moment you get up. Uh, the train journey, the, the walking up to Greenwich Park or whatever you're doing, just enjoy every single moment of it. Talk to people. It's going to be a lot of anxious people there. I was one of those people. That's why I started all this nonsense. Um, but talk to people. There's going to be people like you in a similar situation. So, you know, chat to people. Uh, and, and you know, make yourself a little bit more relaxed because you're all going through the same thing. But please, whatever you do, enjoy it because it could be it could be the only time you get to do it. Yeah. So, you know, that gentleman who's, who's was it his wife who emailed in and said about you know he's been trying for ten years or ten times or whatever it is. So it, yeah. you know that could be that could be you. So please, whatever you do, enjoy. If I see anybody out on course who's not having as good a time as me, you're going to be in trouble. All right, I'm going to be. That's what I'm going to be looking for. Is I'm going to be looking for people not having as much fun as me. So, what point of the course are you going to be cheering me on so everybody knows where the speedgoat cheer station is? Where's the speedgoat cheer station? Depends on the rain. I mean, if it's raining, probably I'm. 
I've got no idea to be honest with you. Do you really think I'll know the answer to that question? That's no, true. But let's speak out, be be aware, speak out is on calls. If you see him, give him a kiss. Lick, he likes his face licked. So make sure you lick his face as you're going around. Chichilla, are you coming out to cheer uh, everyone? Of course. Up? I've been, since finishing Boston, I couldn't focus on anything else. But as mm. soon as I towed that finish line of Boston, the only thing I could think about was being on those sidelines of the London streets on Sunday. Mm. I'm so excited. I've got the my sort of um, big microphone air foghorn thing that wow. I'm going to be screaming. I will... Where so many play? people on my track in. I'm going to probably be around just after that mile 21, 22 mark. So I think there's such a big hype around mile 21. I need it continued. So there's no point everyone being at that mile, that mile 21. I'm going to be up and down that area the whole time. I'll okay. be screaming for you. If you don't disappointed. Are you? I mean, how does it work? Because I know it's busy. So how does the helicopter get into London? I don't. I just, I just circle above. It's easier. Oh, you circle above. I've got a camera. Well, are you going to get Jeeves to drive you in? No, <laughs> no. All the roads are closed. Helicopters are a much better option. Better. I've actually got, I've actually got a wedding to go to tomorrow night, and we are away for the night. So Sunday morning, depending on how things go, I'm going to maybe come straight. I'm down in Little Hampton, so not worked out the logistics how to get up there. But if I do, which hopefully I will, I'll go up to the 4D Cheer Squad, which is going to be up around about mile 1920 up at. Canary Wharf. It's um by the it's on Bank Street, closest street, I think is Canary Wharf. Mm. And there'll be a load of us up there with flags and whistles and shouting out for everyone. So yeah, if hopefully I get up there and I'll be able to cheer everyone on. That is Are you out out or are you just out? He's um, going out out. It's out out. This is the problem. He's out out. This is the problem. But I don't know. Best way to go to a hangover, I suppose. Have hundred thousand people You've screaming. You've got to be careful at your age. You've got to remember you're not as you're not as young as you used to be. All Listen, right. reserve all this judgment till after Sunday when you finish. Let's see how you feel after it. Broken. I'm telling you now, yeah. broken. <laughs> but I won't go back to that question. Ty, where's it gone? It's up in this list somewhere. So. Well, right, here we go. That's quite quick. Now, first question. Hey, was you listening to music in Boston? No, I, I'm not convinced that yeah, even aftershocks were allowed. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's awkward because I had music on the whole way round. <laughs> so, well, not only are the BAA going to be after Hayden for taking that massive dump in that geezer's garden, you're going to get chucked out wearing your headphones. Oh my gosh, was they not allowed? I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. Definitely not. You might get an official email next few days. <laughs> so no medal and no result. I might as well not have gone. <laughs> and Jenny, we've got a t-shirt. At least I've got out in a t-shirt. <laughs> You'll, you'll always have the Strava memories, don't worry. Oh, yeah, no, no right. it's not Strava. No one really cares. What? Sorry. <laughs> oh no! So, okay. what were you listening to on your legal music device? <laughs> what music? Right. So I go, I go big. I like, I get real hyped up on music. I don't know what it is. Even throughout my training, if I don't listen to some sort of music that hypes me up, um, sort of some of my top classics that can go from the top of the end to even sort of like um like housey music or pop classics that I've heard on the radio that oh, I absolutely love okay. new songs that I feel like I can sing along to and just get hyped up so I normally the night before um I, I think I've mentioned this before but I like to download um all of my music I normally use Spotify um and then that means I won't have any issues on the day. Download my music. I like to go hyped. It really gets me going. Um, and then they're all downloaded. If you are a music listener, please make sure that you do download your music as well this weekend before heading to your start line for London because you do lose signal there. It Not can familiar. be quite difficult. Um, so make sure you download your music beforehand. You don't Music doesn't kick in until about a mile from the start, because it's trying to get game. There back. is a playlist. We've got a place. I think it's called 40 Runs Marathon Tunes or Marathon Songs or something like that. There's an absolute load of rubbish on there, but there's some real belters. I might have snuck some country on there. Just a heads up, pre-warning. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a good one. It, it, you'll be going along thinking, oh, yeah, like that. And all of a sudden, Zach Brown Band comes on. <laughs> what? What's this? <laughs> Lovely. Just for you, look. Ty, what about you? I know you... I, the problem is with Ty, he just loves listening to my voice. No, I normally try to put the headphones on so I don't have to listen to your it doesn't voice. Work. So what do you have on your headphones apart from this award-winning podcast? Um, I occasionally listen to that. And um, I, I always have it. I Spotify, like, picked for you or whatever they are. 
or random music. I am the worst person in the world with music. I have no clue what bands, what what songs, what. I literally don't have a clue. And I literally don't really care. (laughs) So I just press play and whatever's there is there. You don't have a clue about anything you're listening to? No. You are the most strangest man I've ever met. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a good beat. I'll listen to this. As he goes along, 26.2 yeah, miles To later. be honest, there ain't much competition when you're about. No, that anything is true. To be fair, I give the boy some credit because he could literally have anything on and I will talk over it. I mean, you've got to feel sorry a bit for Ben Ben and Simon on Sunday. Good thing is they're not listening because they ain't going to have a chance to listen to anything. They're going to have to put up with me. Well, probably to me to about 16 miles when I get when I get broken. So it's going it's gonna to be one of those, isn't it? So that'd be good. I think, I think you need to get on the... Um, the old 40 rounds playlist. That's a that's a belt of that one. But like Jatilla said, you've got to make sure. What are you shaking your foot oh, I have heard some of that. It's brilliant. Uh, you've got to download it because uh, otherwise you come up, come unstuck. You put your music, you go into that dark moment, didn't you, where you need tunes. Yeah, I mean, with London, I know that I, I remember with London, I ended up taking my headphones out because the crowds were were that amazing yeah. that I ended up pausing my music and putting, putting them away because the crowds were just incredible there are obviously a little bit quiet areas along the course where you feel like you might just need a little pick-me-up but for most of london i didn't boston was different i needed them to get up some of them hills it was it was brutal but yeah yeah i should have had i should have had a bit of my survivor burning in heart and then i'd have been up them hills like a rocket i'd have got that pb i I didn't know do you listen to your greatest hits is that what you listen back to when you listen to music you know what type you must have read my mind because to be honest with you the top of my playlist is Hayden in uh, in his band Five. I don't know if anybody's heard of that band, <laughs> but if you don't, all, all Hayden's songs are on Spotify. If you just look up, what are you laughing at? You was in that band. You can't you can't deny it. It's on the internet. So look up Five. That's Hayden singing on that. He's not the lead singer, but he's in that band. That's how he made all these millions, and that's why, as I said, he's got his helicopter coming in at the weekend. But I, that's I'm just probably going to listen to Hayden just continuously going out because I think they only made one album with him on it and then they kicked him out. <laughs> but I just continuously listen to Hayden singing. That's all right. I get I get a penny every time my song's played. So yeah, keep going, mate. Yeah, I'm money. Was it? I don't know. You tell me. You seem to know a lot more about what I do. Jatilla, I think to be honest with you, you're gonna have to bring this complete and utter madness at some point to a close. I've I don't got, know. I've got I've got two more things that I want to say before we wrap oh yeah, up. Me too. Go on then. You go. So first, first of all, I know obviously we didn't get to touch on it, but last week we obviously were at Manchester. So Manchester and our very own Wilco, who's been getting a good few amount of shouts out earlier on um this on the chat further on, he ran a PB. So yeah, well done that boy. Say, smashing well done to our very own Wilco. Um, good job. And I know that a couple of weeks ago we did speak about we answered some people's questions and we had a great email come in from Chris Pratchett who gave us a follow up email. Um, so thank you for sending in your follow up email, Chris. So he said, "Hi guys, a couple of weeks ago you all spent some time on my question of is it really necessary to warm up for a marathon." Um, you asked me to report back on what he did and what marathon. He decided to go with half a mile warm up, 20 minutes before the start, slightly quicker than his goal pace, which was 7.50. It was Manchester and he did three hours 27, which was 10 minutes off his wow. PB. Wow. It was absolutely perfect temperature and conditions for a marathon. Thank you, Chris Pratchett. So, Chris, well done. Chris. Well done. Smashed it. Good job. Yeah. And thank you for the follow-up. It's always nice to hear it is. what you guys have done once you've got your questions in. Right, well, Hayden. Everyone. I'll give a quick shout-out to Dennis Ceramic from the East Midlands Satellite Club. He is running Sunday, so I'll give him a quick shout. And in the comments quickly just now, Blazing Gun. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was Penny, wasn't it? Uh, good luck to the Kenilworth runners running tomorrow in London. And then Lynn's Pins said, good luck to my buddies at Witham Runners, Lincolnshire, doing the London Marathon. Have a great run and enjoy. So, yeah, enjoy, everyone. Yeah, and I just want yeah, I just wanted, last thing from me is, again, it's just to reiterate, just to make sure I, I think I made it clear, <laughs> just in case you missed that bit, please, whatever you do, have fun. Honestly. Just have fun. Relax. I've seen some people saying they're a nervous wreck. I'm a nervous wreck. It's natural to be nervous. It's natural to be anxious. It's natural to be all over the place and be emotional, okay? What you're feeling is totally normal, right? And we're all feeling the same. 
even you know this is going to be whatever it is marathon i'm doing you know it, we i go through the same emotions every time okay and it's totally totally normal just relax enjoy it tomorrow if you can you know get out get your head clear whether that's go for a walk cheeky little jog whatever it is don't overdo it don't overdo it with the food don't overdo it with the drink hydrate but do it sensibly okay don't do anything that you've not done through your training there's no need to start going and drinking buckets of water and eating troughs falls of pasta it's going to make no difference okay just continue on the path you've been on and please whatever you do just remember to enjoy it okay and let us know how you get on that's the other thing right Jatila takes out it's going to be amazing. So good luck, guys. That takes us to the final, ep- well, I say final end to the episode with the team here, Hayden, Fordy, Toby and myself, Jatila Blake. Good luck to everyone running. We'll be out there screaming for you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Long Run Show. And um, yeah, take it away, Tobes. See you later, guys. 